That song has become one of our favorites at St. Mark. We start singing it, and usually wind up about 20 minutes later. We're still singing it. Because it contains a truth that anybody can relate to. God has been good to me. Amen. I want to thank the choir and our minister of music, Brother Drell, and drummer, Brother Dana, for their presence and today. If you brought your Bibles, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you brought your Bibles. Well, why don't we just take a minute and tell him thank you? Uh, yeah. Take a little time and tell him thank you. Thank you. God has been good to me. Amen. 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 John 10 and 10, John 10, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse reads this way. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life that they might have it more abundantly. Thank you so much. We ask your prayers today as we consider the subject, what's new? Do me a favor and look at the person next to you and ask them, say, what's new? Now, in case that was the wrong person, turn on the other side. And ask them, what's new? If there is anything that people crave for today, it's something new. New phones and new cars and new clothes, new hairstyles, even a new face. 
People can go for plastic surgery, to get a new nose, a new ears, a new look, a new body. Especially around December, the time of the new year coming in, we want to set new goals, new resolutions, new furniture for the home. If we could change everything, we would. Anything that is external. That's what we can change, and it's simple. The problem is, is that it cannot change us. The real me. I can change my clothes, and change my car, and change a number of things, but it's still me. might see me with a new outfit on, but it would still be me. Even though the outfit may be new, I would still carry with me the same old handicaps, the same old worries, the same old fears, same old sadness and the same old miseries. No amount of new gadgets or new clothes or things can really, really give me what my heart really longs for. Why? Because what we need are not new things. What we need is a new life. And we can have many new things, but we cannot have a new life unless and until we come to Christ. The Bible says only in Jesus Christ can we have new life, a new creation. It's not an external change. It's internal. Amen. We can experience God's love and joy and peace and hope. These are the things that inspire us and change us. Amen. These are things that people cannot see. Amen person who looks wonderful on the outside may in reality be a miserable individual. And the one who looks shabby on the outside may be one of the happiest people you've ever met. So before we get too drawn away by sights and sounds of this world, Tell yourself, I need to hang on to Jesus. I, I need to hang on to Jesus. Do you want to be really happy in life? 
then try getting to know Jesus more. Amen. Listen to Jesus. He says in John 10 and 10, I am come that they might have life and have it to the full. This, this text initially caused me some concern. I had to read it in several different versions because I hear Jesus saying to me who is already living that he has come to give me life. Amen. I'm already living. And yet he suggests that he has come to give me what I already have. Amen. And so obviously I've reached the point that it's not just about living. In other words, you can be living without a life. <clears throat> Dr. James Forbes, a retired pastor of New York, suggests that within all of us there is the M and P gland. Now the M and P gland, though present, cannot be detected by x-ray or any other medical instrument. And yet all of us have the M and P gland. Now for clarity, the M and P gland is the meaning and purpose gland. Amen. And James Ford says that without meaning and purpose, you can be alive and not know what you're living for. A amen. He says our purpose in life is too important to be contaminated by the mess around us. We live in a spiritually toxic environment. We've got clubs for folk who go clubbing. We've got bars on just about every corner. And then there are parties. And all of these are settings where if we're not careful, our light can be drained and contaminated. Yes, our, our purpose is too important to be left to chance. And then we need to get rid of the idea that we can be anointed and be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Jesus refers to 
an abundant life, a full life. In John 17 and 3, he says, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. When you look at our society, we look at all the great improvements we've made over the century. Whoever thought that we would see a time when we would be carrying a phone and a computer in our pocket. Amen. We now have social media. Amen. People have Facebook. Amen. Instead of putting their face in the book. They have Facebook. Have Twitter and all kinds of means of communicating with each other. The speed at which we are gaining knowledge is amazing. And half of all that we have learned in the history of mankind actually took place in the last 10 years. We've made great strides in education and science and technology and all of the new gadgets we've had. But in spite of all of the new things that we have, is it not amazing that though life has not been made better? Amen. Life has been made easier, but life has not been made better. We live with the same old worries and fears and probably more of them. We worry about not having enough. We worry about being diagnosed with cancer of some kind. We have relationship problems. We got problems at home, problems at school, problems at work. Even among our close friends, we've got more broken families today. A growing number of suicides and divorces today than ever before. We see more violence taking place. We got more hoods than neighbors. Amen. And please don't think that because you see a group of people that have the same address that there's a family in the house. Life has not improved because man has fallen away from God. So I want to say to you today that if you really want a good life, Get back to Jesus. Get back to Jesus. Talk to him and keep talking to him for Jesus will make you new. Let me, let me give you this example. This is like an old house. It was up for sale. The man didn't renovate it. He rebuilt it. Amen. The life that we have in Christ 
is an entirely new creation. Uh, it's like the story of a man who was selling an old warehouse. The building had been empty for months, and as a result of that, it needed many repairs. Gangs had damaged the doors and smashed the windows, and trash was everywhere. The man showed the property to a prospective buyer. He took pains to say to the man, he said, don't worry about the broken windows. I'll bring in a crew to correct all of the structural damage, and I'll clean out all the garbage. Ah, uh, but the man who is anticipating buying the building surprised him and said, don't worry about the repairs. When I buy this place, when I take over this place, I'm going to build something entirely different. He says, see, I don't want the building. I want the site. Amen. Amen. Will you tell your neighbor that God doesn't want the building? He wants the site. Uh, Jesus said the same thing to Nicodemus this way. He says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Amen. There's a story told of an illiterate couple, a husband and wife who, who were not educated. The husband became converted through the efforts of the Salvation Army. He went regularly to the meetings of the Salvation Army, and one day he came home rather upset. His wife asked him, said, what's the matter? He says, I've just noticed that all of the people in the Salvation Army riot, red sweaters. And I don't have one, his wife said to him, I'll knit one for you. So she knitted him a red sweater. The next Sunday he went to the meeting and came home again, and he still wasn't happy. The wife said, now what's wrong? He said, I just noticed that all the red sweaters have yellow writing on it. They were both illiterate, but she said to him, don't worry about it. I'll embroider some writing on it for you. Now, she had no idea what the yellow writing on the red sweater of the man said. The man's wife had no idea what the letters said, and she couldn't read anyway. So copying a sign from a store window opposite their home, she embroidered the words of that store sign on the back of the red sweater. When he came home the next Sunday, she asked him, did they like your sweater now? He said, they love my sweater. Some of them smiled at me when they saw my sweater. What neither one of them knew was that the sign on the store window she had copied read these words, under new management. <laughs> under new management. See, in reality, we don't need better gadgets. We don't need better things. We don't need better programs. We need to come under new management. 
We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Amen. Make this one of your, your resolutions for this year. Don't wait till New Year. Get to know him better. As a matter of fact, your goal for today should have been to be better today than you were yesterday. Amen. See, the problem with us is we get satisfied too soon. Amen. I, I know what I'm talking about. I joined the church and was singing in the choir, doing a lot of things in the church, but the problem was I got satisfied too soon. God had too much more for me to come into an understanding of, too much more for me to experience, but I was satisfied too soon. Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on the mountaintop. Peter got so carried away, he said, Lord, I'll tell you what we ought to do. We ought to build three tabernacles, and let's just stay up here. Amen. Jesus said, Peter, you got satisfied too soon. You can't stay on the mountaintop. I know we love to get on the mountaintop on Sunday mornings, but you can't stay here. There are people out there who need to know that God is in the saving business. Amen. I always tell folk when you come to church, get yours to go. Get yours to go, tell Ventus on Sunday morning, make mine to go, Reverend. I got to go to work in the morning, and some of them folk just as crazy as they can be. I got to go home, and I got some folk at home that's crazy. Oh, yeah, make mine to go. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Hebrews 10 and 25, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see that day approaching. God doesn't call us together because he's lonely. God calls us together for our sake. We need to stay close to God. And so whatever you do, don't neglect your fellowship meeting. I'll tell anybody in the world, it's dangerous for you to miss church. Because that might be the very Sunday that God sends a word that will change your whole life around. And there's nothing worse than missing what God had for you. And then somebody else comes to you talking about, child, you ought to have been there this morning. Amen. Dangerous to miss church. People gather all over the world in various worship centers, churches, temples, and mosques to receive spiritual insight necessary for the advancement of people. We come to church every Sunday because we want to advance. We don't want to stay where we are. Same old testimony, same old song, same old attitude. No, we come because we want to advance. Amen. We want to grow 
Amen. Amen. And so we come so that we can have our lives nurtured. And you can only find that in church. Outside, the only thing you can find is to nurture your old life. Amen. Eat, sleep, and be merry. And then you die. Amen. But we come to church. Amen. Don't look for peace in the world. If you are, you're looking for it in the wrong place. And then we're often tempted to chase after everything but God's purpose. Amen. And then if we're not busy chasing after everything, we're busy trying to convince ourselves that what we are pursuing is God's purpose. Too often we make the mistake deputizing ourselves as God in our own hearts. You remember that verse in the book of Judges, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And let me, let me tell you this, fame is not a prerequisite for favor. If you have joy, let me see you if your hands, if you got some joy. <clears throat> well, you need to know why you have it. If you have joy, it's not because your circumstances are good. Amen. As a matter of fact, the God that we serve is so unique that he'll make things worse so you can get better. Huh? God that we serve is so mysterious until he'll make things bad so you can get good. If you have joy, you got to know where you got it from. And if you have peace, you don't have peace because you don't have no trouble. Uh, peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is knowing you in trouble, but God. <laughs> Amen. But God. Amen. God is in it too. Amen. And if we have hope, it's hope because God is not only our guide, he's our God, and he's our guarantee. So whatever we do, we got to remind ourselves daily to stay close to God and encourage one another to do so. I want you to know today that when nobody else knows it, God knows your address. Amen. And nobody else calls you. God knows your phone number. Amen. He knows me as a friend. He loves me, and there is no moment in time when God takes his eye off me or his attention away from me. Amen. There is a tremendous relief in knowing that his love to me is utterly realistic based on every point of his prior knowledge about me. God knows the worst about me 
and still loves me. Amen. Amen. And knows that he cannot discover anything about me that would make him stop loving me. Amen. So not only do we have new life, but we got new purpose. We have to remain connected to a new source. Tell your neighbor you got a new source. Got a new source. Got a new source, and the new source has put you in a new place. And, and it's higher than where you came from. Amen. And be thankful for the opportunity to make the world a better place. Amen. Whether you know it or not, the world is a better place because you're in it. A amen. 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 And so we can be hopeful that other people will grow from what has changed us. Hallelujah. Don't you, oh, well, wait a minute, let me ask you. Don't you want everybody to have what you have? Watch it now, watch it, watch it. Be careful now. I'm assuming that you got something. I said, don't you wish everybody had what you had? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we want other folk to grow from what has happened to us, what has changed us. Amen. Amen. And so, my brothers and sisters, we have a lifetime goal. Amen. Our resolution for life, amen, is that the world must know what we have. The world must know who we are. And we got to tell them. Amen. Amen. We got to tell them what has happened to us. Amen. We got to tell them that the God of the universe, the one who made all things, and without him was not anything made that was made, has come into our lives, and our lives have never, ever been the same. Listen. The change that God has brought in my life is so great that he can trust me when church is over. Huh? Did you hear what I said? Lord have mercy. Now that's a change because there used to be a time God couldn't trust me when church was over. Used to be a time I'm trying to tell you that I had laid my itinerary out before I got out of church. And if you followed me when church was over, we were not going back to church. But God kept on working on me, kept on working in me. And now, guess what has happened? My Mondays resemble my Sundays. My Tuesdays resemble my Sunday. My Wednesday resemble my Sunday. 
child, I praise him on Thursday. I praise him on Friday. I get happy in my car all by myself. I don't need a choir. I don't need a preacher. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. He, he's changed my life and made it brand new. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So my brothers and my sisters, we've got to get closer to Jesus. Amen. Because the world is drifting farther and farther away from Jesus. Amen. And you've got to fight. Excuse the expression, but I'm fighting like hell. Yes, I am. I'm fighting every day because I want there to be an agreement between the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart. I don't want to be one person in a robe and a different one in my blue jeans. I want to be the same person on outside as I am inside. Let me tell you a little story. Let you know you got to be careful where you go. And who you are, I went to a United Dairy Farmers to pick up some ice cream. And when it was my turn, I placed my order. Young lady came up behind me and she said, you're a preacher, aren't you? I said, yes. She said, my mother listens to you every Sunday afternoon. I said, is that right? I said, tell her, thank you for listening. She said, yes. And when you spoke, I recognized your voice. When I heard your voice, I said, that's Reverend Farrell. I want you to know that people are listening to you today. I want you to know that somebody said, I'd rather see a sermon than hear one anytime. Amen. And we've got to hang close to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Whatever you do. See, the real test of what happens in church is what happens when church is over. Amen. Amen. If, we, if, I've got to, if I've got to change my disposition and change my language and change my attitude to come to church, you know what that makes me. Jesus said that's a hypocrite. And if you ever notice, Jesus was harder on hypocrites than he was on sinners. Jesus would give a sinner a break, but he was awful hard on hypocrites. Amen. So we have to remind ourselves. Amen. Story is told of a deacon in the church who received the assignment. Said, Deacon, we've got uh, Reverend so-and-so coming in to preach this Sunday. And I want you to pick him up at the airport. The deacon said, sure, Pastor, I'll pick him up. And as they were riding along, the deacon pointed out the window. He said, you see that tall red brick building over there? 
He said, yes. He said, I work there. He said, I work in such and such a department. And in that department, there's 74 people. He said, but Reverend, I'm the only person in that department that's a Christian. So I realized that every day when I go to work, I go to work not just as an employee, but I go to work as the church. He says, now if I fool around and I don't do my job, that's a reflection on the church. He says, if my work is haphazard, that's a reflection on the church. He says, I realize that out of 74 employees, 73 of them want to know what the church is like. And so I try to carry myself every day as the church because I want them to know that God makes the difference in your life. Amen. Oh, brothers and sisters, I want you to know that if you want folk to get saved, amen, then you and I have to be a living testimony. Amen. 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 We have to make up our minds, not where are we living at, not where are we living on, but here it is. What are we living for? What are we living for? Amen. God is giving us time. He's giving us time. You know what grace is? Grace is time that God gives you to change. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. And that more abundantly. He does not expect to come and find us where he left us. Huh? No. No, no, no. God does not expect to come back and find us essentially the same as he did when we first met him. When we first came into our life. God wants us to experience newness of life. Can I tell you that there are people all over the world who are trying to use God. Huh? But God will not be used. Amen. My brothers and my sisters, we have to understand. Amen. That by our own efforts, we can't do right and live right. Bible says all have sinned and fallen short. The glory of God. By our own efforts, we cannot be good enough. No amount of change can improve our lives. No amount of education can give us a good life. We need a change of heart. We're all missionaries. Wherever you go, listen, we either draw people to Christ or drive them away. Amen. Yeah. 
So once our lives have been touched by the gospel, there's no turning back. Amen. 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 And so, let me do this. I know it may sound strange, but that's all right. I'm strange a lot. Uh, we're here to celebrate this great preacher. The job for 22 years. I'm so proud of him. I call him Dr. Ventus. Amen. Because there's some people that call themselves doctor, and they ain't making nobody well. Amen. Amen. But, but here's what this, I'm going to say this, and then I'm through. You've heard his sermons for 22 years. I want to ask each of you, when you're going to preach your sermon? I'm not talking about up here. Have you ever wondered why when you get in the midst of people, okay, folk have a problem, all kinds of people there to go to, but out of all the folk, they come to you. They come straight to you, and you find yourself wondering, now out of all these people they could have gone to, why did they come to me? And that's an opportunity for you to preach your son. Amen. See, God sends you here to be preached too. But anything that God does to you, he wants to do through you. Amen. And there's some folk out there that ain't coming to church. They ain't coming to church. I don't care what you offer them or how you ask. They are not coming to church. But you have the opportunity to go to them. And when you go to them, you can tell them, say, listen, let me tell you what Jesus has done for me and in me and with me and through me in my own life. And you can take a moment and preach your sermon. Amen. You can take a moment and preach your sermon. Don't need a robe. Amen. Don't need a miter on your head. Don't need none of those things. Amen. You'd be surprised. There's some folk in your house. Amen. That you need to preach to. Huh? Is there witness in here? Yeah, that's a, some folk in your house you need to preach to. We got a congregation, and, and we call them son. We call them daughters. Uh, we call them nieces. We call them nephews. Huh? Just little congregations. Uh, yeah, that's all, just a little congregation. And, and just take time and tell them what God has done for you how he's brought you out and how he's brought you through. God didn't intend for Ventus to do all the preaching. He intended for him to equip you to do the work of the ministry. Amen. 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 He'll give you an opportunity to spread a word for him. Amen.
We need to stay close, oh so close, to Jesus. Amen. That song is right. Just a closer walk with thee. Granted, Jesus, if you please, daily walking close to thee. Let it be, dear Lord, let it be. I got this church thing together. I can do this in my sleep. Amen. I know the church language. Yeah, I do. I know it all. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Got it. I got it down, I'm telling you. I know it. But it's when I leave. That I am challenged, okay? Because every day I am reminded how human I am. Now, I know some of y'all so holy and, and everything, you know, you don't have to worry about that. But, but I'm reminded every day of how human I am and I have to fight from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed every day. Yeah, yeah, amen, amen. When the opportunity presents itself, preach your sermon. Tell somebody what God has done for you. Tell them how he's brought you out, brought you over, brought you through even when you didn't think you'd be able to make it. Amen. Because he's given you new life. And he's not through blessing you yet. Amen. God bless you. May God keep you. Amen.